Hello, friends. Welcome to 1,000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark. I'm really glad you're here. Um, So, when I tell people that I'm a full-time singer, songwriter, storyteller, it's very common for them to say, oh, interesting, but, like, what do you really do? I mean, how do you make a living? (laughs) So... So I won't lie, it it is actually pretty difficult to make a living. Life for anybody is difficult. And then figuring out how to make a living as an artist is like its own kind of creative process, which in a way is kind of fun that it's you have to be creative about how to do it. But for me, what has made all the difference the last two years especially has been patronage. Um, I hate asking for help. I always feel like I'm trespassing or intruding, and in many ways, I'm actually very shy, and I want to be invited. I do not want to knock and ask. Um, It's incredibly uncomfortable, but uh, I hit like this miserably lonely and financially stressful season a couple of years ago, and the Lord used that to force me to reach out. It just, it forced me to get people around me involved, uh, to let them know my needs. And you know what? Actually, it was super hard, but it was also one of the best things ever. In fact, um, in fact, I would love for you to join me, uh, by becoming a patron of my work. And you can find out more at matthewclark.net slash partner. Um, I'm asking because it really makes a huge difference. Uh, I've begun to feel less alone. I've got more financial stability. And whereas I used to feel like I was going out to sing on my own steam, now I know that I'm being sent out by my patrons with their blessing and their prayers. Um, when God calls an artist to some work, the next thing he might say is, Who will help me help this artist? to do what I've asked them to do, since I never call a servant to serve in isolation. And the patron is the one who identifies an artist whose work is bearing good fruit and joins God in affirming that artist's call, and then in very practical ways, partners to make sure that the artist has the resources to be able to fulfill that calling. So, this week... I'm really excited to welcome Tresta Payne, uh, who will be sharing what she has been learning about patronage. Tresta is a writer, a wife, a mom of four kids. She lives in Oregon. Uh, She loves to get outside with her dog, Scout, uh, loves to read good books, drink good coffee, and is also recovering her own education. If you want to be a patron for Tresta, you can subscribe to her monthly email called Make Up Your Mind where she shares a short essay and links to great content for people who want to read, think, and listen better, uh, as well as a list of things that she's learning. Tresta is also, like myself, a contributor to the beautiful work over at uh, The Cultivating Project. And she's also an editor and contributor for Joyful Life magazine. Um, I'm going to post... Uh, links to all this stuff on my website page, the podcast webpage, matthewclark.net slash podcast. 
But you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Trustapain. And her name is spelled T-R-E-S-T-A-P-A-Y-N-E. Trustapain. Her website is Trustapain.com. And on Facebook, Trustapain Writer. So I'm so glad to welcome Trusta this week. Here she is with her essay, Patronage, Making Good Art Possible. Patron comes from Latin, like so many great English words, and the root of it is pater, or father. Patronus is another Latin derivative of pater and means defender, protector, or advocate. So a patron, in the sense I'm going to use it here, is someone who advances the cause of an artist, someone who advocates for them. Like a beneficent father, a patron wants to see his artist thrive and succeed. The Medici family of 15th century Italy is probably one of the most recognized patrons of the arts, credited with funding the invention of the piano and the opera, the construction of St. Peter's Basilica, and supporting artists with one name, like Leonardo and Michelangelo. Over time, our use of the word patron has changed from someone who supports the arts to simply someone who shops somewhere. Nowadays, we refer to the customers in Walmart as patrons. Some stores have signs that say, thank you for your patronage. When you go to your favorite restaurant, you are advancing the cause of that restaurant above all the other restaurants you could have chosen to give your money to, in exchange for a meal you hope to enjoy. We're regular patrons of my brother-in-law's restaurant, but in our tiny town, it's the only choice. Twenty years ago, my husband and I didn't give money to internet or cell phone providers. We didn't pay companies who make throwaway phones that cost more than a computer. We didn't buy fancy coffee from tiny buildings on every corner. And we didn't pay for subscription entertainment services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Spotify. We had two channels, if we turned the antenna just right, and most nights we were too busy watching our babies crawl around the expanse of our unfurnished home. Sometimes I think about all those things and wonder what we did with that extra money we weren't spending. Here's what I can remember. We bought CDs, went to movie theaters and bookstores, paid real money to print our photographs, and watched Seinfeld one episode at a time. We bought lots of diapers back then, too, but think about all that money we weren't spending on things that are ubiquitous now. Today we pay for things we never had before, and in a terrible paradox, we consume for free what people spend hours and hours making. Musicians, writers, speakers, painters, etc. I'm not against the internet or good coffee, believe me. Both of those things make my own work possible. But more and more, I'm realizing that I need to be for good, responsible patronage for supporting creators who are filling the world with truth, goodness, and beauty, and who are doing it mostly for free. Did you know that a traditional publisher will not even look at an author's proposal unless they have a large platform, consisting of multiple thousands of followers and subscribers? How many great writers will we never even get to read because they are standing on an empty stage? Were you aware that the blogger whose essays you read for free spends hundreds of dollars a year to maintain their website, not to mention the hours and anguish and angst of writing for the public? That indie artist you love to listen to will spend on average ten to $20,000 out of pocket 
to make an album she feels good about, and then she'll spend months on the road trying to convince people to pay for something they can listen to for free on Spotify. And while we're buying mass-produced art at Walmart and Target, some really talented artist is painting masterpieces in his spare room after his day job, feeling guilty about spending so much money on art supplies. This isn't a guilt trip, I promise. I consume plenty of stuff for free. It's hard not to. And as an artist, I know the joy that comes from creating, whether money or recognition is involved or not. Artists love to share their work. But on behalf of all the artists trying to make it in the world, I am advocating for your patronage, campaigning for it, asking that we might just stop and consider how we can be a patron of the arts. The world is dark and depressing if we only have facts to look at. But art colors the truth with beauty, makes us see the goodness of God in the land of the living, and gives us a song to sing while we wait for the kingdom to come. We make a difference in the world when we notice what we pay for and what we pay attention to. The poet Lucy Shaw, in an essay titled Imagination, Beauty, and Creativity, says, Beauty is there to be noticed. Too often it is taken for granted because we are moving too fast to take it in and allow it to deliver its message in us. We need to pay attention. To show indifference to beauty is an insult to its creator. She's talking about the natural beauty of nature and the capital C creator, God, but in a reversal of that, to show indifference to the little c human creator is to insult the beauty they create and in turn their creator. So here are some practical ways to help us pay attention. One, financial support. Find out if your favorite blogger, podcaster, indie musician, or artist has a Patreon account or something similar. Literally, you can email them and ask how you might help. Along those same lines, get to know your artist. Most artists you enjoy, if they're independent, are easily accessible and would love to build friendships with the people who understand what they're trying to do. You'd be surprised how much they'd love to have you join them in their work. Make contact, and if they're nearby or passing through, invite them for coffee or a meal and conversation. Chip in a few bucks a month to support their work and let them know you appreciate what they do. Two, buy, encourage, review, and share. When a writer you read for free on the internet labors for years to publish a book, buy it, share it. Cheer them on during their book release, because they have to be a deep-thinking, sensitive writer, as well as a marketing marketer, to make it work. And before they ever publish their soul in a book, they need a long list of subscribers. That platform, again. So subscribe to their blog, their newsletter, or their YouTube channel. When that artist you love releases a new song on Spotify, for free, send them 10 or 12 bucks, directly through PayPal or Venmo. Share it and like it. You're joining their team, helping them pay their bills and buy their studio time for the next great album. Love a certain podcast? Write a review. Do this for books, too. Share it. Email the creator and, attaboy, keep going. Every time you go that extra mile, your favorite artist feels less alone, more cared for, and is strengthened to keep doing the work. You have the power to do that. Be effusive with your likes and shares when it comes to the arts. 
You can do a lot for an artist without even spending a dollar if your own dollars are tight. Promote the artists you love because in this internet economy, you have the power to not only encourage them with your patronage and support, but to share them with the world for free. I often feel stretched to meet every need and paralyzed by the sheer number of good causes there are to support. But a patron doesn't support every artist. We aren't called to spread our love thinly over the masses, but to encourage, honor, and support those whose art we benefit from and believe in. We enter in and become a partner to those who don't have the support of a big platform or record label or agency. We can even replace those businessy words altogether with a family because we are. So let's make being a patron something more than being just a customer. Let's make it an honorable work that supports our brothers and sisters. Just as prayer is interceding for another, patronage is a real way to participate in and perpetuate kingdom work. To close this episode on patronage, I'd like to share something those famous arts patrons, the Medicis, said, and then a prayer for us would-be patrons. I don't know if the Medici family was one worth emulating in many things, but I like what Wikipedia has to say about their family motto. Festina lenta. Make haste slowly. It seems like an oxymoron, but if we apply it to our patronage of the artists we benefit from, it could mean... Be diligent and careful. Maybe festina lenta could be our own motto, encouraging us to slow down our consumption and consider the artist, consider their labor of love, and be diligent to pay the laborer his due. Likes and shares and emails are free. Patreon accounts can be sponsored for as little as a dollar a month, and everyone can be a patron of the arts and not just a consumer. So here's a little prayer for the artists and patrons. Dear Lord, may we be the ones who make good art and who make good art possible. May we shine the light of hope, encouragement, and beauty into a world that wants everything faster and cheaper. May we break through roofs and lower the ropes for our friends, Lord, and bring the artists before you, that you might meet all their needs. May we narrow our loves enough that our pocketbooks can support them by your grace. And with the magic boxes in our hands and the love of your spirit in our hearts, may we use the power of the internet for good. In the name of Jesus, who always tangibly demonstrates his love to us, amen. Thanks so much to Trust of Pain for helping us think about um, how to join with God and the artists he's called to bring true, good, and beautiful things into the world. So again, visit Tresta's website, trestapain.com. Sign up for her newsletter. Follow her on Instagram at trestapain. And if you like this episode, leave a review on iTunes, share it with your friends, and send Tresta a friendly note to say thanks. Um, I'm really thankful. Thank you, Tresta. And if you want to join my patronage um, thing... Uh, you can go to matthewclark.net slash partner. I would love to have you join me in in this work. But uh, that is all for this week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on 1000 Words.